From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, we speak to Sheikh Omar Shapiro and play a round of the Burncast community drinking game. But first, a couple of news and notes. It is with a sad and heavy heart in which I announce that my dear friend, Otto Schutt, passed away at the end of May from complications resulting from colon cancer. He was laid to rest on June 1st. It is extremely difficult and awkward for me to continue speaking about this, but I wanted to relay this information to those in the community who may not have already gotten the sad news. If you want more information, please go to his website, www.autoshut.com. That's O-T-T-O-S-C-H-U-T-T.com. Next up is a message I received from one of my listeners. I just want to say that I found the Burncast online and I was laughing my ass off. Uh, always great to have a beautiful reminder of an experience at Burning Man. I'm in South Beach, Florida, uh, walking around, healing, going with the flow of things, hoping to make it a jazz fest for New Orleans. And uh, congratulations for all the good work you're doing and uh, keep going with your passion. And uh, uh, congratulations on the writer's strike coming to an end as well. Uh, take care. Bye. Thanks for calling. I don't know who you are, but thanks for calling. Now, I just want to say that I am totally overwhelmed with the love and support when I announced in my last episode that I will be unable to make it to Burning Man this year. The real reason I can't go is because it is a real financial hardship. Also, my income has dwindled down to practically zero because of the 100-plus day-long rider strike, and I don't know if it's in mainstream news or not, but it's possible that the actors in both SAG and AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, of which I'm a member of both, are in talks with their contracts and it's not going so well. Some people in this town believe that the actors may go on strike just like the writers, and if that happens, the economic effect on those that work in the entertainment industry will be devastating. So. That's that. I won't be able to attend Burning Man this year. But that doesn't mean I'll still need your help. I want you to submit your videos to Burncast TV and share with me the beauty and magic of Black Rock City. Because of the new iteration of Burncast.tv, I'll be winding down the audio edition of the show after I complete the series of recordings I made on the playa last year. But my listeners, please don't despair. With Burncast.tv, I'll be asking the community to join me in contributing videos to the site. The only prerequisite is that the videos have to be about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man, but they don't necessarily have to be filmed on the playa. The first episode of Burncast video was in fact filmed in a car with a fellow burner on a drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco in which we talked about the event practically the whole way up. 
So, all you have to do to submit a video to Burncast TV is to send us an email at burncast at gmail.com with the embed code from a video site like YouTube. A winner will be selected each and every day leading up to the burn, and each winner will receive a Burncast community bumper sticker. For more information, visit burncast.tv. Okay, that about wraps things up. Now, let's listen to Shake Omar Shapiro at Burning Man 2008. Today is Wednesday, August 29th, 9.45 a.m. And um, would you please say your full name, please? My playa name is Shake Omar Shapiro. What can I tell you? Would you like me to tell you about one of the nicest Burning Man experiences that I had last night out in the playa? Yeah, I w- yes, I would love that. Okay. Uh, yes, I would love that. Okay. Uh, was I supposed to let you ask the question? No, no. Go ahead. It's all. It's a free form. Well, I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to take away your prerogatives. I hope that's okay. Absolutely okay. <laughs> okay. Well, about midnight last night, so last night was Tuesday night, I was out on the playa bicycling around looking at some of the beautiful sculptures and I went over to see David Best's new sculpture Mm -hmm. which is called the Temple of Forgiveness Mm -hmm. and it's just another one of his brilliant brilliant sculptures well I walked in and there's a lot of people there it's very lit up it's very beautiful I took some wonderful pictures of the of the filigree and the beautiful sculpturing and all of a sudden this fellow walks in in kind of a fez and it happened to be David Best and he had come out to see it assembled for the first time. And he said, I want, I came out to see if it worked. And then he, a, he kind of pulled a crowd together and he talked about the, how he conceived this, this sculpture and what it meant to him. And it was really wonderful. He talked a lot about forgiveness, which is what the temple is about. And he said, you know, the first thing I had to do, the way I conceived it was I had to forgive George Bush for what he's done to the country. And from that, it became forgiveness for many, many things. And he, and he talked a lot about how people forgive. And even when they see people that they say, I'll never forgive you for doing that to me, how that's the beginning of forgiveness. And it was, How is that the beginning of forgiveness? Well, because it's an acknowledgement that you're, there's really a barrier between you and that person. And if you're going to resolve it, then you have to sort of start somewhere. You just can't have this anger in you. I, th- I think this is it. This is my interpretation. He did not really go into that in detail. But I think that if you're going to forgive somebody, you first of all have to recognize that you're very angry with the person and that you don't want to forgive. And then from there, that sets your, your platform. Then you can move forward through that barrier and find forgiveness. So I think that's really the, the concept that he was, he was talking about. And it was just a really, really wonderful talk and to see the sculpture the sculptor uh, there out in the playa at midnight seeing his sculpture put together for the first time lit up so beautifully and it does work so well I mean I can't imagine he'd be disappointed with it it's so wonderful and then being so enthusiastic and then pulling this ad hoc group together and giving this talk it was just a really truly unique Burning Man experience and a really wonderful one how many times have you been coming to Burning Man Uh, this is my fourth time what keeps you coming back uh, well, you know, in, in, for this week, Black Rock City is the most interesting place in the world. I mean, where else could you go in the world and have such wonderful experiences, meet so many neat people, and see so many exciting and beautiful things? Plus, lots of pretty women. 
Now, I understand you, you're here with your son. Can you tell us the story of how you got here with your family? Uh, yes. For, first of all, I'm, my son is visiting me. We don't, we don't stay in the same place together when we go to Burning Man. But in 2002, uh, my son Daniel, is my, here, here is my older son, his younger brother, Jason, who's two years younger, went to Burning Man with a girlfriend. And he came back and he said, you and mom and Daniel have to come to Burning Man. And I said, Jason, I'm too old to go to Burning Man. I was uh, 58 at the time. I said, I hate heat because I'm really a snow person. I like cold. I don't like heat. I wilt in the heat and I hate dust. And I'm just past the point. He said, no, 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 no. You and mom and Daniel have to come. So I said, well, maybe. And then in February of that year, he called me up and said, I'm, I'm buying tickets for you two. I said, yeah, 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 but I figured I still wasn't going to go. I'm somehow going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the spring came, and he said, you're getting ready. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, about how am I going to get out of this? And then uh, August came, and I had my out. I didn't have to go to Burning Man. And what happened was his girlfriend was coming in from Utah with a truck full of stuff, and she broke down in a very rural part of Utah. And they needed somebody to go out with a van and get all the stuff because the truck was out of commission and get it somehow to Reno. So I said to Jason, this is my out. I said, Jason, I'll go get all the stuff. You go to Burning Man. I'll go get all the stuff. We'll bring it to Reno. We'll put it in a van and get it out there to you. He said, but Dad, then you and Mom would miss Burning Man. I said, Jason, it doesn't mean that much to me. It's okay. So he said, well, let me think about it. So... The next day, he called me up and he said, Dad, I've got good news for you. I thought, great, I'm going to go pick up the stuff. He says, we've arranged for the stuff to get transported. You can go to Burning Man. <laughs> so now I was stuck. How did that feel? Well, I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> now i got to go. How well, come you couldn't just say, I don't want to go to Burning Man? When your son invites you to do something with you, you don't say no. I mean, for a parent, a good, you know, I think a good parent who likes to do things with their kids and loves their kids and enjoys their company, when you're invited, you just don't say no. You know, that's part of a way of participating with your family. And our family has a very strong team experience in our family. And so, you know, you just don't say no. So anyway, uh, I, I reluctantly came, my wife and I, we set up a very minimal tent camp out in the walk-in campground with this canopy and, one, and that tent. And we really, it was a rugged year. And I had more fun at, for, you know, at, that I'd ever had in any man-made event in my life by like an order of magnitude. And it was just so much fun and so wonderful that uh, I said, gee, I have to keep coming back as, as much as I can. Has Burning Man changed your life? I don't think it's changed it. It's only enriched it. And it's, it's led me to sort of examine it in different ways. And, uh, can you give me an example? Well, when I came with my wife... It was really, uh, it was really one experience, because it's nice to have your partner with you. And then, when I came for the first time without my wife, she uh, can't come anymore. She has uh, respiratory issues, and the dust just would be just really deadly to her. So I've been coming by myself the last two times. Went two together and two apart. It's like, what am, what's my persona here, as a 60-year-old or now 62-year-old guy at a young people's event generally. And what's kind of my persona? And how, do I, how am I going to fit in? You know, what's, the, what's the role? So I'd say that that's been a sort of an evolution. And, uh, and so last time I went, which is in 2005, it was really interesting. At night I was, 
I dress in a kind of cowboy hat and an outfit, and I look kind of like a Black Rock uh, Ranger, so I get mistaken a lot. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of people, I don't know, just have conversations with me that are going through changes in their lives. And it's sort of like this. All of a sudden, I've gone from being the young guy to sort of the wiser old guy. And it's kind of a nice, uh, at this point in my life, it's kind of a nice role to have. And so I think I add some value to those people in those conversations. Does your playa name fit in with your persona? Uh, it, well, my playa name is really, a, a, it's, it's just to have fun. I, uh, my friend over here, Mike Sullivan, got me into uh, uh, two, some Arab costumes, uh, Kuwaiti, they're not really costumes, they're really Kuwaiti mm-hmm. formal gear. And it's all white. And so I decided that I would become Sheikh Omar Shapiro. <laughs> Are you Jewish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, my, uh, my political mission out here in the playa <laughs> yes. is to bring Israelis and Palestinians together politically and try to solve that problem. Uh, the, Hence, we take, you take us back through to forgiveness. That, that's correct. That's correct. So the Temple of Forgiveness would be perfect. The difficulty is, is that I meet Israelis out here, but I've never met a Palestinian. Why do you think that is? Uh, first of all, culturally, I think it's, it's you know... Can you imagine a Islamist out here on the playa trying to put burqas on all these pretty nude women <laughs> in the desert? <laughs> anyway, I think it's just culturally uh, way beyond uh, what most, uh, you know... Uh, you don't think it's economic? And it's economic as well, sure. So I think it's both. So uh, anyway, uh, so my, uh, since I, I haven't uh, found any Palestinians, the peace process has gone very, very, very slowly. What can you do to fix that? Well, then I turn to my social mission. <laughs> oh, what's your social mission? Well, my social mission is is I go around to all these pretty scantily clad women, young women, and ask them whether they want to join my harem. <laughs> what's how's that go? <laughs> well, that's going about as fast as the political mission, but I have hope for both. <laughs> do you have any advice for the virgin burner? Yeah, I, I think for the virgin burner is just basically kind of relax and take it as it comes. Because Burning Man is so many different experiences. Uh, you know, it's environmentally difficult. You know, you feel terrible at times because of the heat and the dust. And I think that uh, it's easy to kind of get discouraged at times. And, and also, uh, I think you should look around at the resources here. So, for instance, yesterday I was feeling really terrible with the heat. It was my second day in, and I just wasn't doing well with the, with the heat. And I'm thinking, like, oh, why am I here like this? This is just hard, because we're, we're tent camping, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Even though my friend Michael over here sets up the most fantastic camps. But it was still really, really hot mm-hmm. and, and difficult. And so we went over to uh, Airstream uh, Park mm-hmm. and met some of uh, Michael's uh, old friends over there. And one of the people said, uh, would you like to lie down in my air-conditioned airstream for a while? And I said, boy, do I need to do that. Yeah. And it just recharged my batteries. So just look around at the resources here and try to use those, those resources in a, a way that really helps you in whatever way you need help. Awesome. And do you have any advice for the jaded veteran burner? The jaded veteran burner. You notice I said that slowly. Now, you know why I said it slowly? No. So I could think about it. Whenever you're stuck in a conversation, you, you repeat things very, very slowly. Is that right? I'll have to pay attention re- re- to that now. Remember, remember that. It's a way you, 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 can, you can gain some time without it being obvious. Okay, I can give you some time for a second. Um, there's something I failed to mention at the beginning, at the top of our interview, which is that I have a drinking game in our show. You, you have what? I have a drinking game in our show. And anytime somebody says the word community, we all have to drink. So uh-huh. I say, let's, let's say community. Community. 
community. You don't want to drink your coffee? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, you know, I just forgot that I was that I had some coffee with me. <laughs> I'm just too focused on the interview. That's all. Uh, okay. Okay. Now we've got some time. How, what do you think of the jaded veteran burner? Well, first of all, are you aware of the phenomenon? You you know, uh, this is my fourth time. And so, yeah, you sort of go around and you, and what's, I think the thing you want to not do is compare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think the sign said it very nicely on the way in. I was getting, you know, it said, oh, it was all the, you know, the first time was the best time. Well, yeah, because it's so unique, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just blows you away the first time. And the fourth time, it's not quite as awesome in certain ways. So I think what you have to do is, is make it a different experience all the time. And so, for example, my younger son doesn't have a bicycle anymore out here. I've bicycle all around. And he said, the reason I don't have a bicycle is because if I walk, I see more and I can stop and talk to more people because I'm not just biking by them. I jump on our cars and I make it a different experience. So I think that maybe the way to not be jaded is to think about as you go through Burning Man, what can I do that's different and not just repeat the same patterns over and over again. And then maybe you won't be so jaded and you'll find a different way to enjoy the, uh, the community. Drink. Drink. my audience knows. Oh, is that your magic wand? Yeah, it's also the community wand. Uh, That's wonderful. (laughs) What is that? It's kind of broken, as you can see. It's all bent. Where where do you get these? Mike, we need need one of these. It's got little lights in it? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) What will I turn into now? Hoping not a frog. (laughs) No, it's just to indicate to our listening audience that you said the word community. Oh, I see. (laughs) Are you still with I, us, I, I everybody? Was, I, was, I was worried. I was afraid I was going to transform into something. I didn't know it was a prince or a frog. It's always, it's always, it's always very risky. It depends what kind of you know magic it is, right? So you said the word community. Can do you remember what you were about to say? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Anyway, so that would be my oh, advice. So the jaded, we're on a jaded. So I think that's the way to be less jaded is to is just make it a different experience. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap this up? Well, I just hope that everyone that comes to Burning Man has a great experience, and I hope to meet a lot of the people and just enjoy the community. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you.
You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit burncast.tv. To contact us, please call 775-363-5861 or send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts.